Hello and welcome to the Bertie and Paul podcast. Uh, hi Bertie, how you doing? No bad, Paul. How's things? All right. Yeah, very well, very well. My my electric uh, petrol strimmer is back from it to the hire oh, company. Did you take it back? Yep. Yeah, I got I got a ten foot ladder. I mean, I was up today just finishing the finishing touches, but still, it's still you still can't get everything. It's such a big hedge. So, but I was uh, aye, happy enough. So happy enough. Good. My neighbour uh, sent me over sweeties because I done his stuff for him, so I was so oh, happy I was all right. payment. And uh, we're we are gladly joined by Mikey Dahl. Hi, Michael. Hi. Hi. Good evening. Yep. Yep. Uh, just on by myself tonight. So, but it's good to be here again. Thanks for inviting me on. Good well, evening, Michael. Well, we good had, evening, Bertie. Yeah, and. I mean, we're, we're, we can't talk about Boris Johnson, I suppose, eh? We'll just maybe just leave Boris and Nicola and all that behind us. Yeah. Aye. Yeah, uh, the world is... Uh, it's, it's a different type of world now, but it, it's, it just seems... Everything just seems a bit disjointed, doesn't it, when, you, when it all comes down to it? Yeah, yeah it's the yeah, lunatics running the asylum. Well, I, I really enjoyed doing that. We, we, we will do certain impacts... Mikey, we, I know you've been looking at it. We we will do that probably during the end of the week. I just can't find it on uh, on any sort of medium that we can media that we can watch. But we will do something because I was reading about it and it's just an absolute farce. <laughs> I can't believe I've spent four pounds of my hard earned money on it. You know what I mean? My hard earned cash. <laughs> Worth a review anyway. <laughs> so we have. Uh, we have the, the phenomenal uh, media that is uh, is uh, BBC Scotland and uh, the, the papers and all sorts of stuff that's coming out. So, the, the, I mean, we were trying to do agenda for this, but I, I, again, I, Betty said his head's pickled. Mikey's listened to how many? It's 27 hours of podcasts. <laughs> There's been three in the last 24 hours for BBC. I mean, it's just there's just so much happening, and there's just so many people have got so many like a different view and everything, and it's just so hard to sort of kind of keep track of it all. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, I, I just I, the one this afternoon that I don't know when they recorded it, but Daryl Broadfoot stepped into the arena, and he just it's I don't know, he blew me away anyway. But... <laughs> Same here. <laughs> Did you hear? The... Right, yeah. so what? But I'll just start. This is a this is a question. What to Betty? What, in Daryl Broadfoot's view, the the one thing that that Scottish football, you know, the biggest issue fa- facing Scottish football at the moment. What do you think it is? It's it's to me it's whether or not we're going to have a Scottish football after all this coronavirus stuff. Well, I I would a hundred percent agree. But no, no, no. Daryl Broadfoot believes it's the brand equity. Of Scottish football. <laughs> nobody's, nobody's talking about it, Betty. Nobody's talking about no it. No one is talking about it, but that is the biggest issue. And the minute the brand, brand equity. equity. And the minute he said that, Mikey, the minute he said that, I'm like, how come Betty's not been talking about the brand equity in the podcast? And I said that to myself. And then Polly starts rhyming off, he starts talking about Uber. Uh, creative minds backed by big money Facebook this is what the future's all about and I'm really worried that Scottish football is going to be left behind <laughs> it's just like oh, it's just <laughs> totally from left field but 
Anyway, it's just got me thinking that it's all about Scottish football's brand equity. It might not even be here, like you say, Betty. Aye. But you know, you even have we've a, got to think. Enough clubs <laughs> to get the games going, but the brand equity is what we're all worried about. Uh, I mean, I, I can only... I can only imagine they asked, they said to him, right, Daryl, you're on the podcast or you're on the show, you know, maybe give us a different angle, would you? <laughs> 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 Wait, right? Give me a different angle, all right. <laughs> Honestly, I just love the way Daryl thinks he's smart on the average beer all the time. He <laughs> really does. Everything, absolutely everything they talk about, Daryl's smart on the average beer. <laughs> Again, so you've got Stuart Regan on the podcast, who's just raised his head above the parapet. <laughs> and you have, obviously, uh, the, the smartest man in, in Scotland. And you've, and you've got Kenny. So who do they balance up with? Charlie. Charlie Adam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh <yeah>. brilliant. <laughs> so he was on the panel. What was, what was his uh, perils of wisdom then? Charlie Adam, I haven't heard the days one yet. So, I mean, the, he just started off basically saying, again, given that whole line about how it's embarrassing from outside, you know, from England looking up to Scotland, it's just embarrassing. And uh, he doesn't like the way that... He actually singled out Celtic and said that we'd had a pop or something. Did they not say we'd had a pop at yeah. Rangers? And to be fair, unbelievably, Chick Young tried to defend Celtic and he said, well, actually, uh, Celtic have been totally silent in all of this you've just been yeah. letting the drama kind of unfold I was, I was just going to say that I can't I can't. Yeah. Celtic have not released one single statement or anything I can't remember anything at all well according to Charlie we we have we've been having a pop was his his actual his actual phrase but um, no I mean it won't surprise you but he didn't really add that much <laughs> <laughs> oh well surprising that he did. He did add. He did say, but wait for it. It's, it's, they, they talk about his goal from the halfway line. No, Chelsea, no, no. And no, 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 I mentioned that one. No, not yet. <laughs> Maybe that was edited out. No, what he said was, which I thought was really insightful, that Charlie's contract might be up in the summer, but he's doing a lot. Of, he's doing a lot of training and fitness from home. <laughs> 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 and he still, he still not gave up in his Scottish career. That's oh, that's saying. right, aye. I'll never say never. Never say never, he says. So, oh. wait, wait, he just Charlie Adam 34. I don't know. All right, let's be about that. He's mid 30s, he's got to be now. He's mid 30s anyway, I think, aye. So he's not he's not gave up the the Scotland call up then for the 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 upcoming internationals. But he was asked, he was asked a smoking gun question. But Charlie, by Kenny Rogers, was asking him, Kenny Rogers like Charlie. Uh, in your opinion, will there be an asterisk against Celtic if they're given the title? So Charlie starts saying, "Well, I mean, everybody in everybody's view." In everybody's view, there will be an asterisk because we're never t- totally, we just don't totally know if they'd have won the title, if the games have been played out, the games haven't been played. I, Kenny, are you going to ask that question to everybody? Do you, uh, does he wake up in the morning and ask a question to himself in the mirror? 
a small. Happy, this is this is Charlie Adam talking about Ashton. I mean Charlie Adam who who said the games were won fairly and squarely on the park. Can you remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, honestly, I just can't believe these people. McCoyst was on as well. McCoyst was, I don't know who interviewed Alan McCoyst, but he was on as well, talking about the asterisks, and I'm pretty sure Alec Ray's mentioned the asterisks a couple of times, and just like, just get a bye. Thompson. Really? If there's any club to call, to, to, to mention asterisks to anybody, it shouldn't be them. Shouldn't be there. Yeah. Either, shouldn't, be, it shouldn't be bringing it up. No, they shouldn't <laughs> you know be bringing I mean? it up either. No, because <laughs> I've got five of them themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Stuart, Stuart Regan. Well, just to talk about that. Stuart, Stuart Regan is great. He's box. He's box office. He is box office. <laughs> what does he say then? He says, Can that, I, "Is this Stuart Regan who gets sacked by the or you know?" Yeah. The last I remember about him was uh, hiring Alex McLeish, where, you know what I mean, apparently all his mates and stuff like that. And, you know, he's now back as a sage and, you know, the sort of, the one coming, telling everyone what they should do with Scottish football. It's it's unbelievable. He believes the games should be played, Barry. Play the games, should, get yeah. the games played. Yeah, he, he doesn't see any, any real reason why they can't be played. Hmm. I mean, honestly... Why are these? Why are these people getting on the radio? Why are these people getting given airtime? Really, views like that? I mean, it's just ridiculous. He's got inside knowledge, Bertie. Inside knowledge. But there was a guy. There was a guy on. I can't remember if it was last week or two weeks ago. I think it was the. I can't remember his name. But was he not the, the kind of chief medical officer or something like that for the Scottish game? I can't remember his name. He was on, and he went into it in great detail about yeah, why Lynch. the games can't be played. Yeah. It was all to do with training complexes. You can't give them safe training complexes. You can't give them uh, the, the, the amount of people that's got to be tested, the amount of testing that's got to go on, the amount of time that's got to give to, to get the to get the athletes back up because they're, they're elite athletes have got to get their fitness back and the amount of time that that's going to take. Yeah. But the time that takes, everybody's contracts ran out and all this kind of stuff. And the guy went into it in great detail. And then you get this guy coming on saying there's no reason why the games can't be played. Yeah. Honestly. So basically, basically the, the Scottish football is set up in a way that it's really just to vote about money and fees and stuff like that. It's got nothing really to do with this sort of stuff. And well, the, what, what I was going to say about that, Paul, was I, I don't know if you heard it. I think it was Saturday. Yeah. Right? Hearts had... Uh, or I, I don't know if he's still anything to do with Hearts. But Leslie Deans, I think he was the old, it was the old chairman or the old owner of Hearts. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. Leslie Deans was on, right? And they had a big, massive discussion about how he feels wronged and how Hearts, how this uh, relegating uh, Hearts, Partick Thistle and St Mirren, it's really only affecting one club. It's affected one club out of the whole forty-two clubs. That's the only club this has affected. And they're the third biggest customer of the SPFL. Hearts are the third biggest customer of the SPFL. Right? And even even uh, Richard and all the rest of the guys in the studio were kind of doing a wee bit of chortling and he was talking about that. 
and then talk about Anne Budge getting legal uh, advice and all this kind of stuff and who she's going to uh, take legal take take legal advice against and all that five ten minutes and then I think it was Michael Stewart saying well what's, what, what what can we do what, what's the, what's the answer just just pay me some money <laughs> just 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 uh, pay some money pays a solidarity payment and we'll be all right. Yeah, that's what he's after—a solidarity payment. Well, I—I I have to be totally fair, Bertie. I listened to it in real time, and he, uh-huh. he, he came on the radio. He said a few words. I must have fell asleep on the couch because before I knew it, <laughs> I woke up and he was like, "Thanks a lot." I was like, "How long have I been sleeping for?" He must have been <laughs> on for about forty minutes. Oh, honestly, is the is the boy from Inverness appeared again yet? Oh, he's a. a- He's appeared because Dunfermline, Dunfermline, the other clubs now are beginning to say, wait a now, he came out and... You bullied me? Yeah, they, they were all saying, the guy from Dunfermline was like, wait a now, you were saying I was bullying you guys, but as far as I was aware, I was keeping my powder dry. There's five clubs that are saying that it was Inverness. It was, I mean, you're like, what? What is going on? Robust, <laughs> robust, robust conversations, Barry. Robust <laughs> conversations, that's that. Robust <laughs> conversations. Listen, we have robust conversations every day, you know what I mean? (laughs) Part and part of the business, these people don't get where they are without having robust conversations. (laughs) Mikey, they don't. And then, Anne Budge, uh, who had three weeks to to solve the task force. So so what's happened? We just put a dossier out, and then at half past five... The smoking gun, Paul, the smoking gun. Yeah. So let's talk it. We'll do that. So we'll go sort of some sort of order. So Rangers put the dossier out, and suddenly the man that we don't really hear ever in the entire world was out talking to Talk Sport, talking to everybody. Yeah, so talking Stuart, to anybody that would give Stuart, him sort of airtime. Stuarty boy, and then you realise that the whistleblower is actually guy. Is actually is actually him. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a whistleblower. <laughs> He was wearing three hats. He was wearing his SPFL director's hat. He was wearing his Rangers CEO hat. And he was also wearing his whistleblower hat. (laughs) (laughs) He sent himself off. (laughs) Oh. But, I mean, honestly, you couldn't mark this guy's neck with a blowtorch. He came out... was it, I think it could have been the statement, as I said, it might not be the statement, but I think it was the statement on the 11th of April when they, were, they, they started talking about this bullying and coercion yeah. and all that kind of stuff. We will not be bullied. We will not be bullied was the statement he came out with. Yeah, and, just... then, and then last last week, he comes out and says, no, 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 bullying, coercion. We, we Rangers never mentioned anything like that at all. We never mentioned. We never even spoke about that. That is a media that has been portrayed by the media. That that's what we said, but we didn't actually say that. This guy is unbelievable, honestly. And I think I think that was that was the message they had in Clyde One, and I think it was also the thing he put across in uh, in Talksport as well, Paul. Was it? Yeah. In Talksport, they asked a question. Uh, Jim White said, "Look, honestly, Stuart, honestly." If you were 13 points at the top of the league in Celtic's position, would you be doing this? He's like, it's got nothing to do with Celtic. This is to do with governance. <laughs> you know, like, 
Absolutely nonsense. The thing is, it's a pre-recorded thing. You're like, excuse me, uh, governance. Uh, have you, if you, if you gave us the accounts for the last. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, this is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing. This is the thing. We'll probably come on to it later on, but your man's your man's had a, a bit of a question and answer session with uh, with himself. No, no, Douglas it, Park. No, it was the guy in the Daily Record. Keith Jackson. No, it's not. It's the guy who does the Rangers pod. Uh, oh, I can't remember his name. He's, he's escaped. He does it with McFarlane. He just loves, he loves the Jairs, man. He loves them. So he's but done the, it. The, but, but the ten the ten million pound hole. Rangers had identified the ten million pound hole in their accounts at Christmas time. Yeah. So now, anybody would think that because of the current situation, that the ten million hole is getting bigger, it's getting wider. It could be you now a twelve, fifteen million pound hole. But what? But what Douglas Park has said is that the hole has been plugged. They've they, they've uh, met the ten million pounds. Yep. So, but, but, is this the reason why the accounts haven't come out yet? Well, the, because they can't prove it. Well, they don't need. To, I don't know. They need to give them out to see if they can play in Europe next year, can't they? But if you're fighting mm-hmm. with the boards and all that, the people are looking for them. That just knocks down the list. I mean, they're playing. They're playing a good game here, aren't they? In terms of that sort of stuff. But yeah. I mean. The, 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 the smoking gun statement it was like a kind of it seemed to be a, a sort of scatter gun approach so they kind of I don't I don't I, I mean I haven't read it all I've read bits yet but I don't really see I, I still don't really get their, their kind of end game what they're, what they're trying to achieve I mean alright they're looking for this independent investigation and another thing that Donald Park spoke about was he said that Rangers are, are, are willing to pay for the whole thing Mm-hmm. They're willing to pay for the whole investigation. So, th- th- one of the first things that, 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 that they talk about or they go on about is Doncaster coercing clubs. They want they they are against this. They want Doncaster's head in a stick, basically, because they think that he's been coercing clubs and bullying clubs, right? But is is is, is Doncaster Doncaster is the, the the CEO of the SPFL? So surely, if he produces the statement or the paper for people to vote for, then he's he wants people to vote for it because he's his firm's produced it. Yeah. So he's he's going to speak to people and try and influence them and say, obviously, I I want you to vote yeah. for my proposal. Yeah. So to me, that's a, an absolute non-starter. Then then they start going on about uh, the, the bullying about complaints and all the rest of it. Inverness, Caledonia and Thistle have that since released a statement saying that there have been bullying which I think you were talking about earlier on mm-hmm. that yeah. there has been bullying but Neil, Neil Doncaster was out there has been any bullying reported to Murdoch McLennan and there's been no reports that's what he's supposed to do but Tom English is just getting texts off people though saying they've been bullied I mean that seems to be the that's the sort of the sum of it all that I've ever heard about the bullying that you know they'll come on the radio and not say they've been bullied but then Tom English will say well I, I text here that, that's saying he has been bullied <laughs> oh, he needs to go and tell someone like Murdoch McLennan or the appropriate you, you know you don't report any allegations of bullying to Tom English via text message 
Do you know what I mean? That's not how it works. <laughs> it was... Then the other, the other sort of big point I, I seen in it was that Rangers, the the Rangers didn't think that it was it was poor. Or they did think it was poor governance because they weren't told Ten that million. didn't finish. They would have to hand back ten million quid, or the leagues would have to hand back ten million pound for the broadcasting rights and stuff like that to Sky and, and BT Sports. I mean, honestly, that's a biggie, but yeah, that's a biggie. You, I mean, that, that you need to tell them. You need to. You need to tell them. You need to tell them everything. That's sure, that's just basic stuff. They've handed their fans. They're going to hand their fans back a twenty-five pound voucher because they're not finishing the games. Do you know what I mean? So if they're not finishing the games, then they need to hand back. They, they obviously know they need to hand back some money. Yeah. So I, I just... But the, I don't know. I despair. I despair. Also as well as Doug, Douglas Park, is Scott McDermott was a guy. He does a... He, Scott McDermott. Uh, and my, uh, Doug, Douglas Park, in one, his Q&A, he brings up so McLennan, he brings away. In my reply to the chairman, I asked for clarity about his comments attributed to, to McLennan by Prime Eye magazine, which he he said he loads Rangers if they were made or not. No assurance we were forthcoming. If true, it would give us cause for concern and ability to take to take seriously our complaints. So it, it, there's just mudslinging. There's all sorts of shenanigans. Everybody's, but ultimately. Ultimately, uh, this isn't... The, so if this goes to a complaint that Aberdeen want, and if it goes to a QC... So the last time I think Rangers, they got a QC or they got a guy illegal. Remember Lord, what's his face get involved? And he said that Demo. there wasn't a... There wasn't sport, there wasn't a sporting advantage. Remember, he put himself up and he wrote that That's down. That's right, so, yeah. But that takes a long time. So, so we just sit and wait for... To come back and say, yeah, we shouldn't have done and then Stevie G's like they were just in a rush. They've been in a rush to call it. Well what else do you do? Do you just wait until the twenty fifth of May until and then the UEFA just call it for us? I don't understand. Yeah. What what do you do? Like if you take it through a, a, a opinions, you've got to get loads of people, you should probably get forty two clubs to do statements. You probably you've got to do all investigation fees. Rangers are gonna pay for it, which is like, so Rangers might not even be here. So, I mean... Exactly. And Rangers, the Chick Young was really good at Chick. I was like, how can it be... How can it be if Rangers are paying for it that they've not get skin in the game? You know what I mean? Well, how can that be? Of course, that's it. If you're paying for it, if you're paying somebody to do something, they're doing it for you. Yeah. He who pays the paper, you know what I mean? That's so, it. So, as it, as it stands tonight, what you've got is Aberdeen have come out and Aberdeen have stated that they will vote for the investigation. So what you've got is, at the minute, I think, you've got Aberdeen, Hearts, Rangers, Partick Thistle and Stranra. And Inverness. Sorry, Inverness, Cali Thistle as well. That are, that are willing to vote for the investigation. But I think you need... Out of the, seven, out of the, the, the 42 clubs, I think you need 75%, don't yeah. you? To make to, to to for the investigation to go ahead, so I think I've got a bit of work to do. So then you've got then you've got uh, all the Inverness. Was it the higher and lower leagues are all producing statements? Because straight after the dossier was released and everybody took the mic at it the whole day, 
then it's like the fourteen, the, the thirteen clubs got together, which was Dundee United plus plus the twelve. Yeah, they're like they're like reconstruction, and and then so meanwhile there's this task force. Task force has been going on for three weeks, and Anne, Anne said she got it sorted. They go on their like ten minute meeting. They're like no. No, we're not. We're not. We're not changing. <laughs> no, we're not changing in. <laughs> so then, so then they send it out that they're like, they they send it out. Aberdeen send it out as a communication, and then nobody nobody told Partick Thistle or nobody mentioned it to anybody else. So they were listening to it in the radio. So the fourteen or twelve or thirteen clubs couldn't even get that communication right. Neil Doncaster nothing to do with it, and they said, and then they're like, we're losing jobs. People are losing jobs, and you're like. What 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 what's the what world this is football? If you get relegated, people lose their jobs. It's nothing to do with the thirteen. Or, they've just got to make a decision. Aye. Like, if if they were a nice, they would do a reconstruction. They would do it, but they're, they're not that type. Of, they're just not that type of industry. So it's just cutthroat. You're, you're not. But what you've got is you've got the forty-two clubs, right? And no matter how, no matter what you dress up. Every chairman or every representative for every club is going to look after their own interests. Yeah, but, you, but, you've Absolutely. Only, but you've only got, if you look at it, 32, 40, whatever, 40, you've only got one, two, three, three clubs who are going to get relegated, haven't you? And then Aye. you've got the Lowland Leagues who have spent a fortune getting back with Barry in, or the Highland Leagues. Yeah, that's it. So they're all Kelly waiting, Hearts. They're waiting for the pyramid to. They're waiting for the pyramid system to kick in, and of course the guys are like, "No, you're not coming in," because Breakin, Breakin, Breakin sorted it. So, so it doesn't matter how you how you do whatever you do. Or you, so then they're saying, "Well, the, the the reconstruction thing was a that was a that was a red herring. Why did we spend so much time on it?" But if they really wanted it, they could have voted it. But it could it could have worked. And nobody wants it. So that's so then Anne Bunch released a statement. Saying something to do about stuff, and then then it she said about, uh, I mean, I, I, I we wanted to look at one subject. I for one, I'm good at multitasking, and I was like, oh, honestly, oh. God. But but did Anne Budge Anne Budge credit to her? Anne Budge phoned up all the other twelve Premier League clubs mm-hmm. and said, "There's no hard feelings." <laughs> But also her, her proposal. <laughs> that was nice Did you hear that? Did you hear that they didn't get her proposal until after it? After they Aye, made the right. call. After the, after they made the call. So I also read that she was she <laughs> was upset. She's great, she was upset. She? Like her beef was that no one had asked Sky that if they went to a league of fourteen whether they'd be happy with that. So surely that's the biggest main question of any sort of reconstruction task force. So, like, what kind of remit did that task force have? If that was the first question that everyone wanted to ask and they never even got the answer, no. do you know what I mean? Like, will Sky be happy with two leagues of 14 and only two old firm games? I don't know why. I, I well, can't, we you don't know. know. Can, can you ask Anne Budge, <laughs> super businesswoman? Can you give someone a call? Businesswoman no. of the year. But, but if I can't can you ask him a question? There's some guy, some guy, Sky, the Worldwide Corporation, Rupert Murdoch and all that carry on. There's some guy sitting there, like, who, who's waiting for the... Sorry, there's Ann Budge on the call, put her through, and he's playing with his kids. Right <laughs> sitting there, and it's like, Ann Budge is like, uh, 14 leagues, 14, he's like, what, what? What? 
we've just we've just lost we've just lost every sporting package in the world. You can't get uh, this Premiership football on. We're getting tanked down down south. And you want us to talk about what 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 football are we talking about again? You know what I mean, he's <laughs> <laughs> just like we just want Celtic and Rangers, yeah, and we want to do it badly for as much for less less as possible. Uh, for as little money as we can. Yeah. Chris Boyd's going to be the presenter next year. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the budget's been cut. <laughs> oh, talk about Chris Boyd. He's uh, talking about Sky. Uh, I'm sitting there and I said, right, I better do some studying up for today. And I, I clicked on, clicked on. And there's uh, Christopher Cummins. Cummins? Uh, Cummins has came out. And he's, he's, uh, he's, Chris Cummins has moved from one what position. What's he saying? To, he says it's a shambolic thing as well. And he's looking for, a, he's looking for an internal investigation. So there we go. Chris Cummins? Oh, well, there you are. I was like, oh, come on. Rent a gobbit, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he is, isn't he? He really is. <laughs> There's a bandwagon, I'll jump on it. Aye, that's him. And also, honestly, also as well as, uh, it's a thing about this continue, continue threads of spin that they put on it. So one of them is, this could only happen in Scotland. Everybody in the world is laughing at us. No other leagues have got mm. these problems. So every other league in Europe's got the same issues, are they not? I, I exactly. Spent five minutes and I text Betty like six leagues: French league, English league, yep. German league, even the Turkish league. Turkish league, Dutch, the to, Dutch league, Norway. I've asked for four league. Is it Belgian league? Said three or four votes on it already. Can't come to an agreement. Italian league is 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 they just don't know that the Germans have got one of the clubs. Uh, I've got three. Three people with coronavirus, and now they're they're done a lockdown for fourteen right. days. The English leagues are just falling apart. They're fighting over all different scenarios and still fighting today. Uh, Leon have issued a statement because they've been relegated and they're taking the, the league on legally as well. So that is just a total falsehood, a total falsehood. But they yep. say it all the time as if, and this thing about. What what that question? What what's it like down in England? That should just be scrapped from a Scottish yeah. media company. Yeah, yeah. without a doubt, not comparable. It's, you know, different leagues. Literally, you know, what I mean, it's just just we share a border, but that football wise, we're in completely different territory. You know, yeah, definitely. I mean, Rangers, Rangers are talking about a ten million. Think about it, Rangers like a ten million liability. Right? Yeah. There's seven million worth of prize money still to be given in. Rangers, who are the biggest club in the world, and they've got so many fans, ten million to Rangers, they should just they should just pay that liability themselves. I mean they're such a big club. What <laughs> ten million to, to a club like Rangers who is probably just slightly before behind Man United in, yeah. in, in brand value. There we go, Mikey. And supporters base. That's a drop in the ocean at club like Rangers, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what's ten million got to do with the price of fish? Well think about it. The, 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 the ten million pound the ten million pound that Rangers are worrying about, the the, the English Premier League are going to spend that in testing to get their <laughs> games going. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there you go. But you just I mean Rangers could just sell oh 
That's another thing I forgot about. He was in the paper again today. Morelos is having a Mother's Day kiss with his missus. <laughs> oh, honest to God, man. <laughs> I love the guy. He's such a great guy. <laughs> you sell Morelos, and then you, you sort the governance out of Scottish football. You could, you know what I mean? You could do your own stuff. Rangers yeah. could do this all. <laughs> they could just have it all now. But I think, I think at the start of June, I think things might start to get a bit tight around about the... The other regions, no, because I, I think uh, <laughs> I think that's when the, the three month deferral is, is due paid to the players, is it not? Yeah. April May, or is it March April May? So June they're, they're due their full money, and if the games ain't happening and they've got no income because I don't know, I don't know how the season ticket sales are going or the uptake of the My Rangers TV or whatever. <laughs> My chairs. My future, my family. Right, my years. My years. So. so I think it could be a, a slightly tricky time. Paul, if you get a hundred, if you get a hundred thousand, but I'm just doing the maths here. Oh, here I a hundred thousand Rangers fans paying a mm. hundred pounds for a my years subscription. There's just ten million. Yeah, easy. Done. They would get back. You know, I mean, that, that, that's just there. I mean, that's how you. That's that's how you make friends with the journey. Make just, friends along the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Remember uh, the guys, maybe you should phone the guy at Breaking Up, Paul. I'm going to give him a shot your hedge trimmers. Have they not got the, the hedge right down the side? Right, the <laughs> that hedge was nice. It was, it's a beautifully manicured hedge. I think it's the only one in the world. I'm having, football stadium has got a hedge at the I'm side ha- of it. I'm having pure, like, I wish Stephen actually came on tonight because I'm having that sort of man, man thing. So I, I cut the hedge. I, I, like, so I was up that ten foot ladder, and I was. Yeah, I went I was, up a big ladder. I was working. I was working. Like the sun was coming over that hedge, and I, I was just going at it. Like just going at it. The top of the hedge, top of the hedge, top of the hedge. Get down, sweating, sweating buckets. I mean, I'm fit enough. Know what I mean, Rachel's like, I don't know if it's too straight. I don't know if it's kind of <laughs> straight. I'm like, what? I don't know. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's like a real proper job, being manicured like the real gardeners. I'm like, Rachel. Oh, I was. I had one of these days where I was feeling really sorry for myself. I I can't, Mikey. It's one of those ones you actually can't see your missus because your the safety goggles are all all messed up, steamed up. (laughs) Then she says, "I'm going to get." A real man into do this, and just you know what I mean. You just <laughs> you're devastated. But it looks it looks really good. It's just that you can't Pro- risk your life to hang over to try and kill yourself. Know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, uh, th- that was another thing. That was a great quote. I just I wrote down there. I just remembered it was uh, Tom English has been doing a lot of reading. The chief sports writer for the BBC on Saturday, like Tom, usually you do a lot of writing, but today. For the last couple of days, you've been doing a lot of reading, and Tom's like, oh, no, it's, I was reading right up to the. You're like, what? What's happening? <laughs> Tom, oh. Tom, Tom's lost a lot of uh, credibility, hasn't he? He's kind of. Oh, he's, he's swimming. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know who he's talking to, but he's really. He read all the dossiers. It's him and that. Yeah, it's him and that Guardian journalist. They're just uh, you and Murray. They're just absolutely convinced there's a story to be had, mm-hmm. and 
they, they just won't let it go. Do you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. even as ridiculous it gets with these dossiers. Oh no, I think there's some questions. That, you know, Tom English is just he's wanting to just keep it going. And I know there's not a lot else to talk about, but it's you know it's nothing. You know what I mean? It's Mikey, the the language the language that they're using before the dossier is like Kenny Kenny Rogers is like I'm really looking forward to it. I was really looking forward to it. I was pumped. Tom English was Tom English that I was just hoping for the smoking gun. I was hoping for the thing yeah. to knock Scottish foot. Every, everybody's looking forward to it. And I was listening to an English podcast today and they're like, This is this is the new football. We're like, right guys, let's get a let's get a meeting together. And then the football fans are all waiting for the next meeting and we're waiting for the next meeting. So during that week, all these guys were getting really, really excited about a dossier that my English isn't that good. I could have written that dossier with the bullet points and the, the black. The, the, I mean, it just wasn't that good. It wasn't written that well. And then they're like, they're rolling back from it. But again, there's questions that have to be answered. You're like, yeah, yeah. You, you could do them just now because guess what? Rangers had somebody on the board that could have asked the questions. I, and got I them could have asked the questions. <laughs> He's, on, he's on the radio. He's on, he's on your, your competitor's radio, giving it a big. You know what I mean? It's not apparently. Apparently, according to Chris McLaughlin, it wasn't a smoking gun, Paul. What it was, was it? death. It was death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we will look back. We will look back. We we will look back. No, 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 no. no. We're looking at it right now. <laughs> I mean, this is. There's no, there's no looking. It's Scotland, Scottish football. We will look back. Oh no, this is what's happening right now, idiots. <laughs> uh, so and then, I oh, great. I I, I uh, yeah. Like, anything else, Mike? Is there anything on the anything else that caught your attention? No, I mean the only thing I, I've obviously been doing my research and I've been listening at the weekend of these the Radio Scotland podcasts. Biscuits, biscuits. When the, <laughs> I'm loving all the different. Biscuits on. Was biscuits on at the oh, weekend. Biscuits. biscuits was on. Aye. Biscuits came on to. We checked Young to do Mark McGee's top eleven, and uh, oh, just about to talk about. Uh, biscuits had done zero research. Make you talk about it. Make you talk about it. Go no, for it. It's like, are you going to drop that slot or are you going to keep it in? Because they done the same with Billy Dodds last week, and it was like, right, we're going to try and guess your team, and. The guy that comes on, like Mark McGee, just wants to give his team. But Chick Young and Biscuits are like, all right, well, well, let me guess. Or did you? Um, what about? Uh, we'll put in. Who was it? He put in? Like, Rambo, Alan McAnally, for example. And McGee's like, oh no, no, I never played. <laughs> 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 like, David Proven. David Proven played with them once. Played once. once, yeah. And then, and then he's like, um, oh, I played with Gaza once in a testimonial. And uh, oh, so I might put him in, and it's, it's just going to just scrap this. Just invite Mark McGee on to give you his best 11, and don't try and second guess it because she's haven't done any research. You know what I mean? But that's the thing. So it gets to, it gets to the, it gets to the strikers, right? Right? Gets to the strikers. And Mark McGee's already doing them because he's talking to his Hamburg players, like that Felix guy, and like. He, like that. He, yeah. he played. He played with a left back or something like that. They get thirty. He played with a left back. They get thirty, thirty caps for Germany, 
right? But because it's a Scottish uh-huh. BBC thing, he doesn't. They, that guy doesn't get in. And you're like, it's played <laughs> times for Germany. <laughs> you know what I mean, in the 80s, when they were winning all, this guy played in a World Cup final, but he's not getting in for like Willie Miller. You're like, no, 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 let's 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 go back a bit here. Anyway, <laughs> and then it got to the, the, the strikers and both biscuits had done zero. Biscuits had done zero. Zero research. Biscuits is like, he's struggling. He's like, Eric Black, Eric Black, Eric Black. And uh, Chuck Young's like, Eric Black, Eric Black. And he's like, and then that, it puts Mark McGee in the position of saying that Eric Black was a great player, but, right? I what? <laughs> it wasn't as good as this guy. Steve Archibald. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's right, that's, aye. Oh, that's, aye, that's right. Oh, I forgot you played with what Steve Archibald that played in Spain. Who's, I played who, for Barcelona. Who is worshipped over there, played for Spurs and played for a, well, a great Aberdeen side. But they were saying Eric Black. <laughs> what I mean? Aye, aye, it's got to be Eric Black, must be. See, they were trying to get me put Doug Rugby in as well. Who was his other striker? Did they put 4 4 2? Oh, no. Again, the, a man that came up in the, our last podcast that uh, came up with uh, Holy Golly. It was uh, Mor- Morris Johnston. Morris Johnston, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. I thought he might have went for Frank McAvenny myself. Well, he gave McAvenny, but, you know, he gave him the big... big, Yeah, yeah, he gave big licks, but no, didn't put him in. Put put Morris Johnson. I thought he would have put Billy Stark in as well, but maybe I'm just kind of... Billy Stark was... Billy Stark was a... Billy Stark was bright. Was he? I... (laughs) I was. (laughs) Billy Stark wasn't bright, was he? I thought he was a good player. I'm I I mean, he scored uh, the only goal against uh, Rangers or season. He certainly did. Magnificent goal. Gets his first victory. Okay. Sorry, sorry, I never understood us walking into a fan club here, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he started was brilliant. (laughs) He was. No, but I also thought, if you're going to have done your research on Mark McGee, you yeah. might have at least met. You might have mentioned Billy Stark because I'm sure they played at Aberdeen as well. Yeah, they, they did, did die. They did. So you know, it was instead of trying to get rugby in there. No. Who else they tried to I, get? I, Guess who else they tried to get in Barry? He's like, right, I'll pick Gordon Strachan and Gordon Strachan, Gordon Strachan, and all that. We thought you might have put in Davy Cooper. Aye. <laughs> No, I only played with him once. I think I was on the bench. <laughs> Davy stopped beside us to have a couple of fags before he played on that. Get him in the team. Stick him in with Gaza. Bumped into him like but he's in Hamilton for our own chips. <laughs> and then he did Marmigito. He's like, it's about, I think... I think the guy's picking up the... I've got to give the backstory. The guy's picking up my 10-foot ladder and my electric lawnmower, but I'm listening to this in the background. And uh, <laughs> he's listening to Mummy He's like, yeah, me and Steve Archibald were lying in bed in the bed one day in the bedroom talking about what we're going to do. And then he's like, Steve, he's like, what? It was before, a world, it was before our England-Scotland game. Both of them were lying in a room together, sharing together as they do. And then 
Stevie uh, Mark McGee's and of course I'm giving this petrol head trimmer over and I'm doing this stuff for this guy and then the guy told me it was free because I had a voucher Mikey and a voucher but anyway <laughs> so I was like right okay fine and then Mark McGee's like well I want to win the league with Hamburg and I want to do this and Steve Archibald's like I just want to get a Rolls Royce or whatever it was and I'm like <laughs> what, what am I listening to what, what? <laughs> what's, what, what's going on in my life just then? I mean. When when Dingus come on though, who, by the way, but I mean he's the only, um, he's the most famous person ever that went to my school. So there you go. I've got a bit of affection oh, for, for oh, Dingus. Oh, 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 <laughs> I mean, you guys have got pure litany. You guys have got mixed state and you know I mean all these others. <laughs> Um, but I, Mark McGee was the one big name that went to our ladies and come on old. So I do it in here. But he was actually pretty funny. So check it out, Barry. Yeah, no, I wasn't slagging Mark McGee. It was just the, it was the story, the Steve Archibald story about. He was just he was just putting it. They're, they all they're always sharing rooms. You all you, the yeah. Scottish football players are always sharing rooms. Yeah, they're always rooming together. Yeah, Billy Dawes was rooming together with somebody. He was rooming with Neil McCann. I mean, oh, up to hijinks and stuff like that. Aye, hijinks. What's, what's McCann's nickname? They always give it. It's uh, oh, I can't even remember. Just, oh, the nicknames that they. Oh, I can't remember what his nickname is, but they always call him it on the on the show. Uh, I not, don't know. It's not biscuits. Did, did you see the one? That, the one? That, the one that was on about uh, it was uh, Stephen Thompson, and they all called him Aladdin or something like that because he's got big bendy <laughs> toes or something. His toes, his, his, his boots used to be like Aladdin's boots and he couldn't kick <laughs> the ball straight. That one, that one when he was doing his, that video where he's in the World Cup or he's in the Euros and he's doing the Keepy Uppy Challenge, remember? Aye. And he's doing like three or four of them then falling over. <laughs> just... <laughs> that was certainly a video I didn't show you, Joshua. But you're, uh, two, two things then is to pull Bertie up. So... Mikey, I done the, I done the, I finished off the head strimmers. Was doing all that stuff today, but guess what to do? Nine o'clock, booked in for me. Click and collect. Yeah. Who, yeah. Whose, whose fault was that? Lovely. Click How and good collect. Is it, I was cursing, it? cursing your name. Sorry, sitting there. There's no wee, there's no wee Irish guy that came out and put my messages in the back. My, <laughs> oh, no. I was I, I was trying to pull out the Mikey Dell back problems by the time I lifted it myself, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I was cursing you, Barry, cursing you. Rachel's like, oh, that was a great idea with Brian. That was a great idea with Barry. I've just booked in for a click and click, nine o'clock Monday morning. I'm like, oh, have you? Thanks a lot, <laughs> Barry. <laughs> then the other one was, we, 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 in a sadder note, there was uh, one of our uh, good friends, uh, what do you call it? Because of the funerals, we've got to you've got to go up and stand. So we knew where the, the, the motorcade was coming, so we had to go and stand and pay our respects. So a really nice guy, friend of the family, older guy, but really nice person, was really good to me. So we're walking down, I'm saying to the kids, look, guys, you've got to pay your respects, you can't because like, children get giggly and stuff like that. And I said, Well one day yeah. one day it could be you know, I mean your granddad you know, I was just saying stuff like that, right? Anyway. And uh I said, you, you probably have to go over to Scotland and pay your respects to like like Betty and all that when you're older. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, your, your Joshua says, But dad, 
you, you'll die before Barry. I know you'll die before Barry. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I thought you were going to say, he said, but Dad, Bertie's immortal. <laughs> <laughs> Bertie, you're immortal. <laughs> 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 I think that's uh, the, the name of the podcast. Well done, Mike. You know, <laughs> Bertie, you're a mortal. <laughs> so, that's something to look forward to. Then I started saying to him, well, if that's the case, yeah. if, if Bertie asks to buy any of the programmes off, I'll give him nothing. I, mean, I was like, <laughs> I started sticking the wagons in. I was like, oh. Josh, if he starts saying, oh, I'll, I'll take that Dundee programme off uh, for you, that's what your dad would have wanted, I'm like, tell that Barry Bridges to get rockets. <laughs> well, I appreciated it. That's, that's, that was great, Mikey. I love you coming on as well. It's, it's good fun. And, uh, oh, no, cheers. That was good. We'll, we'll get we'll get Sutton. I mean, look, there's two ways we can do this. We can look at Sutton Impact or if there's one game close to your heart, that you want to have a look at and look at the way we did it, the the the, the Hearts Dundee game, which just gave me so much pleasure. If you if you guys have got anything that you really want to d- delve into that we can look up and have a read about, then definitely we can go on and do that. Because I really I know it was about four hours of podcast, but I really enjoyed it. So if you've got any ideas, yeah, Mikey, good, if you've got any ideas, good. Mikey, just bring it. Because uh, yeah. yeah, there was actually a couple of corrections from the podcast as well, but. I, I can't remember what they were, but we'll, we'll get them on. Uh, yeah, I think Alex Ferguson was. I think Holy Goalie said that he wasn't the manager, but I think he was the manager to Aberdeen until the end of the season. I, I, think, I thought he was as well. I thought he took the Scotland job on a part-time basis, I yeah, think. Yeah, I but think that's, that's fine. And, uh, yeah, uh, I enjoyed it again, guys. Really, uh, thanks for everybody for yeah, listening brilliant. to us as well. Yeah, we've got, that was good fun. We've got really good listening. People are listening to us. Betty, Betty now is on the stats. He's on the stats now. I've given him the stats. So he's phoning, he's phoning me <laughs> yeah, every day. He's like, let's get on. And uh, yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for Holy for doing that last last week as well because uh, my mum and dad got a good laugh out and everybody was listening. So it was good fun. But appreciate it. Thanks. Have a good evening, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thanks Cheers. very much. See you Cheers. later. Cheers. See you later. Bye. Cheers, Mikey.